Welcome to AwareCast. In this podcast, we talk about information security risks in your day-to-day life, both on and offline. Each episode, we interview a specialist from the field about recognizable situations. AwareCast aims to inspire and inform you to become more resilient against information security threats and increase your security awareness. This podcast is hosted by Awareways, a company that helps organizations with behavioral change in the field of information security and privacy. People say we should do a phishing test. I'm not here to test our people. It's to train them, to educate them, to make them aware. And if you fall for one, so what? Hopefully you'll learn from it and you will be more aware next time. Welcome to our second episode of AwareCast. Uh, our guests today are Nick Birschmohen and Martin Timmerman. Uh, Nick is a security officer at Renui, uh, and Martin is CEO of Awareways. Uh, welcome to you both. Thanks. Thank Thanks you. for having me. Very cool. Hey, Nick, uh, could you tell us something about Renui, uh, about the company? Not everybody knows the name, maybe, uh, but m- maybe somebody has seen it on a container or... Uh, a truck riding around. Yeah. Uh, maybe you could give us an introduction. Yeah, yeah, that's most correct. And most people uh, know us by uh, by the containers that are outside of the road or the trucks that are driving around. Uh, but Renewi in the end is a uh, waste management company. Uh, we were founded or uh, in 2017. We merged from the uh, old, yeah, let's call it Brabant's uh, family company Van Ganswinkel together with the, the British company Shanks. And we merged into a new company, fresh new brand called Renewi back in 2017. Uh, yeah, and like I said, we're in the waste management uh, business. Yeah, nice. Um, and Marta, could you maybe introduce Awareways for the people that are not acquainted? Yeah, of course. Well, Awareways, of course, is uh, about uh, changing behavior on security and privacy. Um, we don't. Uh, we, our name says awareness, but actually, we feel that awareness is, you know, quite well at this moment with most people. And uh, so we're much more focusing on the changing behavior. Mm. And we do that uh, from a psychological, um, educational, uh, gamification. Uh, so we have all kinds of disciplines working together to actually, you know, perform uh, a behavioral change at our clients. And um, we try to innovate continuously on the being better at that. Cool. And um, myself, I am a social psychologist, so that's my main reason for being here today and it's also my job at Awareways to uh, uh, you know help design uh, interventions and um, you know learn from them and improve on them so Nick as a security officer at Renui what what is your day-to-day like what is your job why are people coming to Hmm. you for uh, certain tasks or certain things Uh, what does it mean to be a security officer at Renui uh, yeah, maybe it's good to to, uh, to take one step back, so to say. Yeah? Mm-hmm. We're uh, like I said, we're in the waste management sector, and we're a waste to product company. Um, and nowadays, it's not about um, putting your bin or your skip at the, at the street and that it's collected. So waste collection, uh, yes, of course, very important. But what we do with the waste is is much cooler. It's pretty much cooler. Uh, we really extract value from waste. We give it a new life, yeah. and that that is that that is pretty cool. And in doing so, technology gets more and more important. Um, and while technology is getting more, import- more and more important, um, uh, we, we, we start with projects like AI and robotics and data analytics, etc. 
So all these IT digital related uh, topics, areas, technologies, whatever you call it, is getting increasingly important. Um, and having that said, cybersecurity, of course, is also getting increasingly of important course. because we're working uh, more and more with uh, with technology. Um, and in the end, I'm responsible for managing uh, cybersecurity at uh, Renewi. We, however, tend to call it digital safety. Um, safety is the number one core value of uh, Renewi, but it's uh, nowadays more related to physically in the sense of the physical world, so that our drivers get home safe every uh, every night. Um, and it's my mission, so to say, to uh, embed digital safety within that core value. So we tend to, to, to lean more towards digital safety rather than to cybersecurity. Yeah. And in the end, that's my, uh, my mission or my ultimate objective. Sounds like a good challenge. Yeah. yeah. And in that, I'm responsible uh, as Chief Information Security Officer for managing that uh, digital safety part. On the one side, the strategy part. On the other side, the technology part and everything that is in between. Yeah. Together with, uh, with my colleagues. Cool. That's a nice introduction. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, so we have one central topic for today, which is behavioral change. Um, Marta probably already knows what uh, what that means as a psychologist, uh, but what does behavioral change, uh, does that ring a bell to you, Nick? Uh, is that something it that does, you use? Yeah, yeah. It, uh, uh, of course it does ring a bell. And like I said, uh, because we are getting more dependent on technology, uh, people use technology much more. Uh, so the risks are increasing from a cyber slash digital safety point of view. So awareness, behavior, it is very much important because we let our people work with these technologies. Yeah. And therefore behavior, awareness, change, etc. Yeah, it is important. I can, I can understand that. Yeah. You, you have something to add, Marta? Well, I think um, uh, uh, the interesting thing about behavior uh, within security is what we see is that because what I said, you know, people are aware. Mm-hmm. Very often they have the intention to behavior. So right. they feel, you know, yeah, I should use a strong password. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, they don't make a strong password because they're in a hurry. Or there's all kinds of reasons why people do not work safe, even though they, most of them know probably what to do. Um, um, and I think that's that's an interesting part. How do you motivate people to actually perform the behavior that they have learned? And um, so learning is step one, knowing what to do, doing it is step two. And I think that's something that you, yeah, you and recognize. Be, uh, becoming aware is something that sits in between, you could, yeah. you could argue, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. And um, um, sometimes I make a um, 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 parallel with um, eating healthy. Mm-hmm. So if you give somebody a cooking book with healthy recipes, you know, it might end up on the shelf. Uh, so our challenge is, you know, uh, uh, letting people cook from the cooking book and eating healthy, actually, yeah. and not leaving it on the shelf. So that's, I think, also interesting because, of course, we do a lot of training and there's a lot of knowledge going in. So how do we transform that? And um, especially with a company like Renewi, um, it's a very diverse organization. There's a lot of people in the office. There's a lot of people in non-office, uh, uh, all kinds of backgrounds, different yeah. countries. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's also quite a challenge to, you know, have all these groups, well, reach them at first and then have the impact second uh, too. I think that's a nice bridge to one of my statements I have. Uh, so we have a couple of statements prepared for you guys to, to react to and to give your opinions about. Uh, maybe that triggers you in a way that leads us to a, a nice output. Um, so this bridge that I'm drawing is uh, to... Uh, this statement, 
bringing about behavioral change works the same way for each department in an organization. You mentioned that Renui has a very diverse set of uh, employees. Uh, maybe somebody's driving a truck, but there's also office workers. Um, how do you think uh, this difference in their daily lives uh, and their day-to-day -day work has a has an impact on uh, on yeah how you change behavior? Yeah, well, I think for this is I think an interesting question also for Nick because hmm. um, just for us to know um, if how. how I mean, of course, we are talking a lot about digital safety. So how digital is the work for people who are not working at the office? Because I'm quite curious about that. Uh, not digital yet. Yes, they work with, for example, onboard computers within our trucks. Um, or we have uh, Raybridge uh, uh, employees that sit at a Raybridge on which the truck drives by and people weigh in and weigh out and they have to register it in the system. But like I said, we're getting increasingly and more and more dependent on technology and new types of systems and, and, and data, etc. cetera. Uh, therefore, it is, towards the future, it's becoming more and more uh, important because yeah. they are going to work more and more with digital technologies. So you want to start involving them already, being aware of the risks? Yeah, and just as an example, uh, uh, our uh, non-office employees, they don't have a phone. No. Because uh, they drive trucks and they don't uh, use smartphones. They only have these simple phones to call or to use their private phones. But towards the future, we are intending to uh, roll out mobile devices to our employees yeah. to use them for multiple purposes. And you could say then that's a new uh, sort of entrance within or into our network. Yeah, It's a new email address, an account, a mobile phone, and your exposure is, is, is growing, so to say. Yeah. Well, that's interesting because that's also something that I feel is a, a great opportunity. Mm -hmm. um, very often, uh, first technology get launched and afterwards people say, well, we have to learn how to work. We have to learn people how to work secure with it yeah. or safe with it. Yeah. Um, and um, um, what, I, what I try to convince people is that if you start with a new technology, uh, for example, you transfer to Microsoft 365 or you give a lot of people different phones or different computers, that you, that you use that as a security awareness moment. Uh, yeah. We have a new system, we have a new, and we right away start from day one. And that's yeah. what we're intending to do, yeah. yeah. All right. People so, are getting an email address. They have access to uh, a digital HR portal, to uh, the internal uh, uh, websites yeah. for news and communications and HR uh, type of stuff. Would you say that uh, the change in technology and the, the, the fact that something new is arriving, that the fact that there's something changing in their day-to-day -day activities, does that have a big impact on how well uh, behavior cha behavioral change is likely to succeed in in the target group or do you think that's maybe more of a coincidence that people uh, are well, more gets open more to necessary, that change? Of course, so um, I, th I don't think when there's new, new tech, this is a good example. So if you give all the drivers um, um, uh, smartphones where they can do much more, it also becomes a vulnerability because you know if, huh. if you can have more information, more can go wrong. Huh. Um, so I don't know if, by giving them just the smartphone, they are informed of the risks. I think that's a, that's a very important and part. And that is part of the uh, awareness cycle yeah. that we're going to uh, to implement. Yeah. And that's about communications, it's about learning, that's about making them aware. It's not just handing over a smartphone or just providing an email address or just providing access to whatever type of application. Yeah. It's also being aware. It's making a good them challenge, aware. yeah. And that is indeed a challenge, <laughs> yeah. 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 
Yeah, it's interesting because yes, we, uh, we, 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 in our survey, we have a question, um, um, how well were you onboarded on security? Mm-hmm. And um, um, in, 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 with a lot of companies, we find a strong correlation between people who say, I, I was onboarded very well or not very well on all on how secure they behave. And so yeah. there's a, if, if, you, if you start this from day one, the impact is, uh, is, uh, is massive, I think. So that's a, that's a great opportunity also for Renewi, I think. It is yeah. massive and indeed yeah. very, very challenging. Yeah. yeah Changing what? behavior is one of the most difficult things I think there, there is. It definitely is, yeah. 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 Uh, I think that's a, that's a good one. Uh, I have another statement for you that kind of links to what you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, behavioral change is hard and we all know, like probably on a personal level, if you ever had a New Year's re- resolution or something like that, that's very personal to you, of course, but uh, changing your behavior is very difficult. Uh, and it's even more difficult when you try to change behavior of a group of people. Um, so this next statement I have is behavioral change only works when it's stimulated by a manager or supervisor. Do you think that there needs to be somebody um, at a higher level uh, that has authority that needs to have an impact for behavioral change to succeed? Yes and no, I would say. Okay. Uh, yes, because uh, I think uh, if, if, if people lead by example, if managers lead by example, that will, of course, work. It feels a bit like a, a parent-child type of relationship. Yeah. If a parent provides the right uh, behavior, the child takes it over. So on that side, yes. What, I was a bit, uh, what I'm a bit struggling with was the word only. Of course, it's not only about behavior. Yes, and yes. All kinds of other stuff are uh, equally important, I would say. Good. Cool. Yeah, the, of course, these statements are written to yeah. get you to think about uh, what is necessary for these types of uh, things to succeed and to, to get... Lead by example is, is one, but uh, gamification, communication, learnings, trainings, onboarding, etc. All these factors or elements you should take into account. And lead by example, I agree with that. Hence the yes, it is very important. So, so is there any... What kind of part of the program? How do you how do you involve management? Because you know they are busy. They have all kinds of priorities. Yeah, uh, just as an example, when we uh, started our uh, our e-learning uh, for office employees, um, we started with management. Right. You should finish first. We said, otherwise, we're going to block your account. We were very strict. I'm saying it very strict now, but of course like we. A threat. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but of course also had a story behind it. Yeah. yeah. What are the risks? The why? The what, the how, if you explain that, people understand it. Yeah, I think and so. It was too. a uh, joke slash statement, something between you could say, yeah. but it helped. And uh, when management nice. uh, made it first, it was much more easy to deploy it to the uh, other layers within the organization. And did you also notice that, you know, by doing it themselves, they were more inclined to stimulate their uh, uh, colleagues to do it also or to, to, to follow the, the training? Yeah, and uh, the fun factor is, I think, one uh, uh, a key example in this. Um, we we created an, an e-learning, but it was um, very closely related to our business. So it was not about uh, all related to phishing mails or all related about sharing information. We intentionally also made relationships to our business. So if something happens, what does it do with our business? And then also in a... I call it fun way, but quite of a, uh, a confronting type of way as well. Yeah. With a movie in between and with animations and with pictures and with photos, so not just text. Yeah. So it was 
between quotes, fun to make the learning. Yeah. It was not a burden and that, that helps. Is that something you get back? Did you get that response also? Uh, yeah, we started the learning with an intro uh, video of one and a half minutes. And when, when, when I hear people talk about the learning or they provide feedback, they always come back with a oh, pretty cool movie. Yeah, yeah. great. Nice. It was, we, we build it in a sort of a Netflix type of way. Yeah. And that is pretty cool, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that yeah. keeps, uh, uh, you know, between the years, it stays in the head. Yeah, you get the attention yeah. and then people want to follow up on it also. Yeah. Keeps people engaged, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I think uh, to, to add on, uh, on um, the importance of uh, management, um, um, yeah, it's an, it's an example, exemplary thing. Um, uh, but it's also one of the things we feel is makes a behavior uh, strong in, in time, uh, is that if, if it becomes a norm, and we feel that, you know, people do look at managers, you know, if, for, if, if you just think about a manager saying, you know, that e-learning, it's so boring, well, right away, everybody would be demotivated. Yeah. If they say, wow, it was pretty cool. It's, it, it helps so much in, you know, getting people, well, let me, oh, then I try it too. And we, we see in psychology that a changing norm mm-hmm. and that people actually see people that they know doing something, they or maybe they want to do but didn't do yet, gives them two things. First, they see people doing it, so they think, oh, well, if he does it, yeah. I must be able to do it too. Yeah. And the second, if he does it, it might must be important because, you know, so it's it really stimulates. And I hope I hope that that is also happening at your place, that at Renui, that it's slowly, you know, becoming a thing and that, you know, it's... It's like a wave that go, it's, it's, that's going out or something. Yeah, and in the beginning, yeah, we of course launched it to the to the bulk of employees, all existing employees, but it's now also um, yeah, onboarded within the onboarding cycle of new employees. Correct. So every new employee needs to make it as well. Yeah, so the day they come in or the first few weeks, yeah. they right away get confronted yeah. with security. But to some extent, I recognize what you say because uh, we also need to make other mandatory trainings related to other type of stuff or areas or whatsoever. And then I, and then, to some extent, I recognize it. Yeah. I have lots of things to do. Oh, this learning again. Yeah. Oh, why do we need to do it? But if you if you are made aware in an appropriate way, and if you understand the why and the what and the how, then you're going to do it. Yeah. And also, if and it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it will come in your system, so to say. Yeah. yeah. And uh, what what I also sometimes hear is that you know managers have you know KPIs mm-hmm. they have to perform, and then suddenly all their people have to do a, a training for maybe 50 minutes or 30 minutes. That they feel like you know we are already so busy. Yeah. Um, so so I think management is important there too because they actually say you know it's so important we want everybody to take this time. Yeah. Um, is that something that that is you know th- that you thought about before? Yeah. The and then program? we get back to what we just discussed. It's not just about management. Yeah. It's also about the other things around it: communications, making people aware, walking around, talk to people. So here I think I have to go for a yes and no answer. Uh, yes, if you make it mandatory, and I just made a joke with the word uh, threatening, um, yes, it helps. People will make it, and if they make it, they uh, yeah, they, they, they get a feeling about what's going on, and they learn, and etc. But what I find, the no part for me is, um, what I find a bit difficult is wording like mandatory, or it's obligated to do so, or we are going uh, to test people. So it's also in the wording and the objectives that are behind it. Yeah, the communication as well that you mentioned. Yeah, Yeah, of course, I want everyone to make it. E-learning, for example. But on the other side, I have difficulties with the word mandatory. And it's 
that that's also difficult. How are you going to arrange it then? Yeah, yeah. That's it's, it. This is a discussion we have with many clients, um, um, and I totally agree with Nick that the, the it's it's how you say it which is important. Yeah. What we do know is that if um, you don't make it mandatory, so if it's you know completely voluntarily, uh, the other way around. Uh, people could also, you know, from a psychological point of view, infer that it's not so important. So, so if you are, uh, you know, in the social psychology, we consider people uh, to be a bit lazy. Huh? So if it's easier, we go the easy way. So if you don't have to do something, you know, it's less, you know, you, you find excuses not to do it. And the interesting thing is that what we can, we can fool ourselves also. Mm-hmm. So if we say it's not mandatory, it's probably not that important. Yeah. So people can also yeah, yeah, use it as an excuse. Yeah, it works both ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it works both ways. Um, I feel the, the best way to do it is to officially, you know, decide, you know, we want everybody to do it, eh? yeah, uh, but course, not yeah. right away start communicating that. Well, well, communicate, it's, you know, everybody should do it, eh? uh, just in a, in a general sense, and maybe not use the mandatory word, but just, you know, we want, expect everybody to do it. And then in the later phase, you know, you start maybe following up a little bit on it and use management to talk with people who didn't do it yet. And, yeah. you know, just give the informal pressure to do it. Yeah. So if a manager walks up to you and say, oh, I saw that you didn't do your uh, learning yet. Uh, why not? Uh, yeah. Would you please take time for it? I think that that works best. And yeah. then maybe there's a last rest group <laughs> that you could say, you really have to do it now. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll block you or something. Yeah. But that's, you know, that's your last resort. Yeah. And again, language is very important. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah. We're now talking about the word mandatory, but another example I have is uh, you hear lots of time people saying that uh, uh, people are the weakest link in cybersecurity. Yeah. I hate that term. Uh, me too. I really hate it. <laughs> people come to work with their best int- intentions to yeah. do their job, to do their yeah. work, and go home safely. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah they, I they, totally agree with that. And that's also, it's kind of a problem with security because it's always talked about about what you can do what you should do what can go wrong and yeah. that's also something we try to put in our learnings that it's from the positive side we, we call this avoidance versus approach it's not about only about avoidance also about yeah. what can we gain with it it's yeah. i think it's a more a nice um, um uh, comparing with what you said about um, um re- uh, recycling plastic yeah. Yeah. that you know it's also something that um you told you told me before we, we said here before that that Playmobil actually, you know, recycles, uses plastic to make new puppets. And so it's a high quality product. Yeah. And, uh, but they also can say, we, we do something good. And I think that's, I think we should go with security too. So we together, we protect our company because it's some, somewhere we work, where, where information from our clients is and our own information is. And, you know, together we protect it. And I think yeah. if, that's, if that's the way to go, then people can be the strongest link. Because, you know, uh, we talk about AI, but, uh, you know, Joost, you know this better, you're a developer. Um, Humans are still, you know, except from uh, playing chess or something, but AI is still, you know, people can really recognize very different situations very quickly if they're trained on it. Yeah, Uh, Yeah, but but I know that I I understand the, the discussions and the thinking behind it behind it and indeed if people click a phishing link or a ransomware type of uh, file they open or whatsoever yeah it yeah. could impact the organization yeah um but you could also argue uh, why did that phishing mail slip through exactly we let them work with unsecure systems yeah and in the end then it's the combination of technology and awareness of course yeah but 
the technology part is also very important in this. Yeah, that's also uh, uh, interesting to look at um, what can go wrong, but also it's interesting at, if you look at risk, why yeah. so many things are going well and how is that working yeah. and yeah. how can we transfer that to the other part? And fishing, of course, is, you know, it's one of the hardest things. It's one, I think, the, the biggest risk. Uh, the, it's, it's a big uh, attack factor, but it's also, you know, we have been, um, we've been learning all our life that clicking on the link, gains, you gain something. You know, yeah. if you're on the internet, clicking on a link is, yeah. you know, yeah. you get you get yeah. positive feedback all the time because yeah. you click on it and you get what you need. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and now we have to try to learn people not to click on something, which yeah. is, you know, like almost, you know, people have been clicking on stuff for maybe 20 or 30 years. So that's, I think, also very hard. Um, but we do see that if people are trained better and they learn to trust a little bit more on their gut feeling, yeah. um, and we learn them, uh, uh, you know, wow, this is a strange email, check certain red flags mm -hmm. and then you know don't do anything or report it that people are very well able to do it and all um, that in a positive way of course, in a positive yeah. way yeah. yeah 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 you help protect you are a part of our firewall yeah and so yeah. things like uh, we discussed mandatory uh we that's also one that we need to test our employees mm -hmm. by yeah. sending out a phishing yeah. mail uh yeah they're the weakest link such terms we really should avoid yeah i know from one of the first conversations we had that you are you you are quite critical about phishing um simulations right N not not per se critical but uh more in the way that you uh use the language also here yeah we often t uh, people say we should do a phishing test i'm not here to test our people no it's uh, to train it's, them it's to train them to educate yeah. them to make them aware exactly and if you fall for one so what hopefully you learn from it and yeah. you'll be more aware next time yeah it's yeah, not that we say you clicked it uh, you get fined or you get fired or whatsoever no positive behavior positive yeah. language as well i totally agree i think that's the way to go and um you know if you give people it's you know we have learned it everywhere uh, that positive feedback always works better than punishing people agree and one thing to add on this is that um, but that's more about cybersecurity in general my opinion is that we drive it too much from uh, FUD, fear, uncertainty, and doubt. Yeah. Uh, look at the examples in the news. Company yeah. X get, get hacked, company Y uh, data get lost, and etc. It's always from a fear, uncertainty, doubt, negative type of yeah. view. Uh, I'm really a fan of putting cybersecurity in general more from a business enabler type of view. Yeah. Yeah, and you can gain a lot from it. Yeah. I think it's really the new. They're talking about the age of awareness and we're becoming aware of a lot of things happily in our society yeah. now. And I think security and privacy and information, being aware and of just the information. Just to what I just said, and just to make it more uh, um, uh, as an example, uh, recently, look, like I said, we're in waste management business, but we recently won a customer in which cybersecurity, the way we handle it, was a, a sort of a success factor. Oh, that's great. We've won it because of that. Amongst other things, of course, but it was uh, they wo they weigh it quite quite heavily, yeah. and that's an example we then use to the business. Yeah, that's really it's great. It's a business enabler. We won a tender because of cybersecurity. Yeah, that's a total different way of 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 telling a, a story and getting things between the ears. Yeah, it makes people proud then. Yeah, rather than saying do not click or be aware of yeah. that or etc. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And that's the shift yeah. I think we need to get. From thought to business enabler, yeah, but also that's story. very difficult. Yeah, yeah, cool. Thanks. That's uh, that was a nice discussion. I want to transition over to our uh, 
to our segment that we have every episode. It's called Fool Me Once, and uh, we try to share interesting stories about uh, uh, information security and things related to that and privacy um, from our personal lives or from friends. Um, this one's from uh, one of my friends, um, uh, and I, I'd like to hear your reactions afterwards. Sure. <laughs> uh, so, one day, a friend of mine, let's uh, call him John, he was having dinner at a, at a restaurant. Um, he, ha- he, had a nice, he had a nice time there, he thought the service was good, he was enjoying his food, um, and he had an overall really good experience. Um, then he went to the restroom, however, uh, and he spotted something very interesting. There was a list uh, hanging from the wall where people could sign up uh, to receive the restaurant's newsletter. Uh, and this list con- was pretty long, uh, but also contained a whole lot of personal data, email addresses, names, uh, etc. So the question is, what's the lesson learned? What can we see from this? Uh, what can we take away from this scenario? Well, uh, while hearing this scenario, I would say there's a lessons learned in for the for the restaurant, as for the yeah. for the people that signed up. Yeah. Um, of course, the restaurant. Uh, if I understand you correctly, they uh, they have let the list somewhere slipping Public, around, hang, hanging on the wall, yeah. yeah, hanging on the wall even. Yep. But on the other side, people are signing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe then also while the list is hanging on the wall and they sign in. Correct. Uh, yes. So they they see from other people that sign the list what information is provided. Yep. And then also here's the lessons learned. Apparently no one is aware of, okay, what information do I provide? And, and what value does and that And what value does it have? Yeah, yeah. And what does it mean? Putting up your name, okay, but email addresses, phone numbers, maybe even house, uh, house addresses. Yeah. Luckily, no house addresses or it was just emails, but still. Yeah, yeah but still, it's, you provide it's very, information. It's very critical, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. We once did, um, it reminds me of um, a research we did once with a student, and he went to the central station of Utrecht, and he asked people uh, a, a few short questions about how import, how much they valued privacy and security. And then afterwards, say, okay, can I um, write down your information to give you the report? And so people, you know, they said they thought it was very important and yeah. they scored it very high. And yeah. then right away after that, they gave all their information. Yeah. And I think that's very interesting because that's actually where you are talking about being aware and yeah. follow the following up behavior, of course, is part of being aware. And uh, uh, so they, they felt, you know, I should not do this, but if they were asked, they did it. So... I yeah. think that's a, that's and a, apparently that's in this case the information was not only visible for the restaurant but for yeah. everyone it was public which makes it yeah. even worse of course yeah so also other people could see your yeah. personal data and yeah, around yeah. with it if they uh, if they like yeah I think we got through all of the the ones that I wrote down here um, so yeah your personal data your personal information is yours yours alone you should really be careful when you're sharing personal data uh, and especially very especially when that. Uh, is in a public place uh, or when yeah. uh, it could be publicized later on. Um, Agree. That yeah, and it, it, it's not that we're saying uh, that you should not sign up for newsletters anymore, <laughs> yeah, but you, you should be aware of the way you do it and what information do you provide. Yeah, uh, and of course, the, the reason behind that is mainly like if there, if your public information or if your information is shared publicly, uh, it can be used for any purpose yeah. at that point. It's no longer in your hands. Uh, and it can be used for any purpose that you didn't intend it for uh, yeah. to for. So, in the worst case scenario, you get 
two newsletters instead of one uh in the best in the best case scenario i mean uh you get two newsletters instead of one in the worst case uh you might get uh, hacked or something like that yeah. uh depends really if on your uh, personal information that re- you provide yeah um you, you, they should be. They could be able to retrace your password for your email address if you provide your name, maybe even your birth date, uh, if you use that as a password. So. Yeah. And the example you give here is also uh, something we put into our uh, learnings, not just the, the the e-learning themselves, but also into communications, into poster campaigns, etc. Um, also personal stories, your personal lives. Yeah, we're not just focusing on uh, your digital work at Renewi and the risks for Renewi but also bear in mind and bring in the personal lives to yeah. make it more personal eventually. Yeah. And that also helps in getting more and more aware. Yeah, we said that, I think that's a very strong uh, method yeah. because the, it, 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 it confronts them much more with, the, with their personal lives and what could happen and yeah. they can transfer to their work and back. So Yeah, so it's not just about we as Renewi and what yeah. do we do in terms of all digital type of stuff, working yeah. with application systems, uh, new technologies but also a relationship to your personal lives. Yeah. We all are online. I'm yeah. sitting on Facebook or Instagram or whatever type of social media, or we do our online banking or our taxes digitally. It's a sort of a commodity nowadays. Yeah. yeah and that's, that's the information awareness, you know, the value um, uh, of information, the p- dependability of information. Yeah. People, Who doesn't uh, have a phone really, nowadays? Uh, yeah. 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 We all work digital. Yeah. And yeah. are exposed to all kinds of risks. Yeah. So be aware. Be aware. <laughs> and act on it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, thanks uh, for joining me today. Uh, it was a really nice episode. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I enjoyed really it. enjoyed it. Cool. Me as well. That's it for this episode. If you enjoyed this podcast, feel free to follow us on your favorite podcasting platforms. For more information about Awareways, go to awareways.com.